Bro told me rest, you won't let me break, you won't let me break Circle, circle, take your time But yes guys, we're back here with another episode of the 2911 podcast It's me, Bian here It's DSQ here Slaps here It's Axu And we have our special guest here Yo, it's Nana. <laughs> so what differentiates when you introduce yourself as Nana and when you introduce yourself as NYA? Do you know what it is? I'm working on my brand. <laughs> so you know what it is? I'm in a suit today, do you get what I mean? So if you were in a trackie, what would you have said? I don't wear trackies anymore. Oh. Like, oh. Like, you wear, you wear cargoes though? What do you mean cargoes, bro. What do, you mean do you know what it is? I came out the hood. Yeah, I mean, so no, no, I'm joking, but um, <laughs> he's not joking. He's been he's been pushing that for a while that he's leaving the band. <laughs> nah, but um, yeah, sometimes no, no, sometimes anyway, you gotta shock them. You got to hear it. I hear it. That's a bit crazy. So talking about that, can we go back to that statement of you're leaving the hood? What do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm actually not leaving the hood. I'm staying planted. So, Wait. by the way, I want you lot to know that he's lying for the mic. Yes, bro. we've seen your captions, bro. What's, the, what's his caption? What's my caption? caption? Say it. Talking about not 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 um doing certain things and dressing a certain way because he's leaving the hood behind. Bro, we've oh, had discussions that. about. So had, do you link a tire to? He links a tire to the. No, do you know what it is? <laughs> let's, wait, let's keep it back. Let's keep it back. <laughs> let's keep it back. Being, it, I've spoken about this already. But speaking of um being when you're from the hood, yeah, there's almost a narrative that you have to, that is almost sort of painted out for you. Do you get what I mean? And there's a certain way that people from certain places dress. So yeah. when I was in Hacks, all, all I wore was trackies. Do you get what I mean? Then when I, went to, when I went to Warwick now, it's like, <laughs> hey, bro, do you get what I mean? Like, it just, it put me in a different space where I could dress differently. I hear like it, some man. of the garments I'm wearing now, bro, brown, uh, brown um, Tasman Uggs, Tasman yeah. Uggs. There was no way I was getting away with that in hacks. <laughs> yeah. Yo, if you go to Clapton block party and those Uggs, guys bro, are going to run you home. Bro. Nah, you're right still, because back in the day, you just wear uni glow. Nah, bro, all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, nah, hood uniformity is a real thing. Um, The black, navy, grey and white. Nah, literally. That's bro, it, bro. That was, when the, only, when that was I, the only colour scheme. Before I went to uni, bro, I was in... Jeans, Zara jeans, grey rip. That's all we knew. That's now, all we knew. Bro, I mean, you should have seen my jeans at the harvest, bro. Crazy. Crazy. My jeans are wild. Crazy. A jacket, bro. What did, what, did, what, did that, what did that girl say? Is your fashion is your story? Start yeah, start yeah, start 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 Jacob. Jacob. Start actually tell stories. Lich. Yeah, yeah, no, it's true. I think no, um hood uniformity is a real thing, and I think it's nice that people are embracing um other, you know, other fashion styles. I feel like a lot of it though is good because i feel like a lot of it was people never wanted to dress like that in the first place but what everyone else was doing and if you didn't you were a bit bleaky and people have the confidence to dress how they wanted to guys were cooking me for for banging um khaki cargoes in 2017 now all of a sudden khaki cargoes is calm in it i think you always were edgy yeah even that's how you used to have you used to have camera bottoms i swear yeah the gray ones the gray ones yeah them gray camera kind of cargoes yeah you still have them? Yeah. Nah, don't, don't wear them. Bro, I'm going to yeah, run it back. I'm running it back. I'm going to run it back. I can't lie. I'm going to run it back. I can't lie to you. You can wear what you want. You just have to drip it hard. I've been wearing what I want. You don't act like you know what you're doing. Like, by putting on what you're... You don't look out like... bro, now all of a sudden it's a straight jean, flare jean thing. When BM was doing straight jeans, oh, you're dragging it. I see I see how it goes, man. What crap were you working with flare jean? That's a good question. I can't lie. Sometimes it was a booky air still. A booky... That's an Air Force One, <laughs> I can't lie, I used to have some funky crap though. I used to have these blue and white 
Wait. felt kind of suede, kind of edge. Spooky, I'll be real. But now, if you do that, raw edgy, isn't it? Yeah, it's true, so. If you was true. Hey, you know, I've, tough, man. I've worn some wild outfits, yeah, and people have come up to me, spotted me, said, hey, bro, I just woke up and I get, got what's in my wardrobe. Do you get what I mean? It's how you wear it, bro. And once you wore like one or two or three dope outfits, yeah, everyone else, uh, everyone thinks, oh, the next one's yeah, the next one. Do you yeah, get what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I can't they, give they, give hey, they give you room. They give you room. They give you room. barely yeah, way, bro. I remember even one time, went to one of my guys' um, birthday dinners in like West. So I think it was, we're turning, might have been 18th, 17th, 18th, I'm pretty sure. And I wore jeans and I wore a red polo. Oh, I remember that day. Oh, when we went dealing or something, innit? Man, I'm like, raw, red polos. I mean, bro. It didn't really compliment the crepes, though. Red is a crazy What crepe did I rock that day? I think it was the Jordans. Yeah, it was black crepe, though. Black crepe, blue jeans. Cool. I might have been loosing, innit? I might have been loosing. I might have been loosing, but... Bearman are loosing now. No, that's no, no, wait. So black shoes. No, but that's different blue though. Wait, what kind of blue is, is it? What, like, is it like light, light blue? Or it was like, like cool. I, I, I won't lie to you. Splashed uh, type of paint. Yo, this girl jeans. And then, no, nah, Kuse, do you know what it was? The black shoes, yeah. I mean, you know Jordan, are they flat? Not flat, it's what the they call it? The horizon thing. Yeah, yeah, with yeah, the white, yeah, with yeah. the white sole. Yeah. And then they're just like light blue jeans, like. The fact that I remember must have stood up. Yeah, because everyone else was in black and grey, bro. <laughs> nah, it's true. And I was wearing, and after my jacket, the blue and white jacket. <laughs> but nah. Over a red polo. Nah, nah obviously, you, I didn't wait, wear the, like, wait, wait, wait. When the, when the jacket, was, I wasn't wearing the jacket open, do you get? Like, the jacket will be closed or the jacket's off. You know the ones there? Oh, okay. It was because it was cold, it was winter. Yeah. No. I know a stylist. Oh, I don't want to. I don't need a stylist, man. Uh, I don't believe in stylists, you know. Wait, unless, you're, unless you're a celebrity, because I don't believe in them. I can't be sending shots like that. Obviously, no. Nah, I fully respect people who do it well, innit? Like, yeah, run with yeah, your things. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I understand maybe, like, sometimes people need stylists because they maybe can't put their vision into an outfit, innit? Mm-hmm. But me personally, mm-hmm. I don't believe in stylists. The mm-hmm. only reason I'd ever have a stylist is unless I was going on TV or something like yeah. that. And like to really get the vibe, but I feel like the way I dress is so linked to my personality. Yeah, so I don't believe in the stylist. Yeah, I hear you, bro. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. So what, yeah. what, what, what were the clothes? To, what were the clothes today? You on bootings or something? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> today's just a little tracky vibe. Like, it's you reflect- said, you have thought you should just wear black tracky? Like, I don't have a black tracky. You don't have black tracky, is it? Where? Are? I don't have black tracky. That's why I asked you to go and buy me black tracky bottoms. <laughs> <laughs> I actually don't have a black tracky. Damn, and we derailed. I have have black cargoes, but so as we're talking about kind of you know leaving the hood, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) To what extent do you believe that the whole notion of leaving the hood and kind of like leaving stuff that we see as ghetto kind of links in with the idea of oh you achieve well, you're successful? Man, hey, you went straight in, so that's deep (laughs) already. Just got in, man. Um, I think it's twofold. Go on. Um, By the way, see how many you bring on guests that wear suits? Twofold. Twofold. I think there's a couple ways about it. Twofold. I haven't heard that before. I'm I'm coming from work. Leave me alone. But, (laughs) sorry. I think, yeah, um, like, it's very much possible to achieve success whilst being in the hood. And I think sometimes we don't celebrate enough people who are successful, not, but not very popular, but successful within what they do in the hood. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I know bear community leaders who are doing amazing stuff. You may not have platforms for it, yeah. but it's like they're celebrated. And I think they're successful in it. And we'll probably go into that layer at, as to what metrics of yeah, success yeah. are. But then I think, I think that, but then I do think though, 
Like particularly when you're from cert- certain areas, there's just certain things or certain things you can't have or have done and still be in the same location. Like, let's say if I was to, if I was to win, if I was to win something or like go so clear that I had X amount of money. Yeah. So and you then can't have I a Maserati drew- and live in Homan. That what saying? That's irrelevant. But, <laughs> but it's like, like even even if I was to, even if I was to wear a certain watch, for example, or even yeah. drive a certain car, I guarantee no man them are doing bootings. Do you get what I mean? Like, do you get? I think certain man here might backdoor you for that drop, bro. <laughs> yeah, nah, I mean, do you get what I mean? So, me, like, there's safety considerations as well. Yeah, do you get what I mean? It's it's, pra- it's practical. Like, there's yeah, certain stuff that I might have in my house now that man them gara have the drop on where I live. Do you get what I mean? So yeah. they're doing bootings, bro. Nah, yeah. facts. Do you get what I mean? And even if you don't have it, they know that you can have. You it. You can so have it. It's just a bro, let's see what's there. I've heard stories. I know man them who have been kidnapped, bro. They just tied up their girl, their girl there, and then they went into the house. Just bro, <laughs> wait, what's it goes out, bro? I'm not even laughing, but it's just dread. Like it's just so hood. Nah, it, it happens, bro. It's real. You gotta live in an area that that matches your your lifestyle to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to a certain extent. Like, to a certain extent. <laughs> to a certain extent. I think that it's also slightly mental as well, in the sense that um, a lot of the things about the hood is not even locational. Sometimes it's a mindset thing. Yeah. And I feel like mm. with success, obviously, like you said, we'll, we'll go into metrics of it, but it's like whenever you want to achieve, there's certain mindsets you have to leave behind. Yeah. That I'm not saying these are oh, hood things necessarily, yeah. but they're just certain things that, um, I don't know, cool. So let's say we're talking about, you know, this whole idea in certain places, in certain hoods, yeah, there's certain things, for example, about the way you speak. Yeah. That, yeah. Oh, why are you talking like that, though, man? You're moving mad bougie and that. Yeah. Yeah. It's like that you have to kind of get out of that mindset. Yeah. Even certain things about how you dress. Careful. It's like, why are you banging a shirt that you're dragging it, man? It's not that deep, but it's like certain things, if you want to portray Careful. yourself a certain way or yeah. come across a certain way, that you have to leave certain hood mindsets behind, I guess. I, I think even certain mannerisms as well. Like what I realized about going into certain spaces, let's say if we're at a hood, hood motive, yeah. And you walk through, block you walk party. through a, bl- a block party, and there are mandem on the side there. Really and truly, you don't have to say yo to anyone. Do you get? Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. If really anything, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Yeah. But then it's like if you go into this, um, certain spaces and you walk in and you don't say hello to people, that's just yeah. That's Do you get what I mean? I go into work like in the beginning. I just go into work, I just hit my desk, and I start working in it. And guys looking at me like I see them corner my eye. And then people are getting coffees and that, and like no one's shouting man for a coffee. Sure. I'm thinking, okay, cool. And then one time I was on my way home, my guy was dropping me off. And he was like, bro, like, what, you know, say good morning to people and that. I'm like, I don't know, innit? And then he's like, oh, like, why do you, like, like you, eye contact as well? Like, these men, like, when you're talking to them, they want eye contact, innit? But it's like, when someone's looking at me, eye contact, I'm thinking, like, like what's the issue? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like there's like, a whole room here, like, who's looking at me? Like, Do you know why this is funny? I was actually thinking about this before this episode. Me and Nana went out to evangelize the other day. Nana does yeah. this thing when he's going out to speak to somebody, and he, he does this kind of wave, like, hello thing, and it's so unhood. Because you're never in a... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's very weird, like. It's very, it's, but it makes sense because it's inviting, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But in the hood, if you, if you go, like, let's say you're in an AP, some calm books, hi. That's moist. That's what we are doing. So I think it's true, but also, on, on this topic, obviously, the reason why um, I, I floated the man them the idea of bringing you on because I feel like when we talk about success, there's many different metrics to it. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. like, um, you know, whether it's people look at, do you have a successful career? Um, are you a socially successful person? Are you somebody that has a lot of friends, gets along with people, whatever? Um, do you do other things outside of that extracurricular? Um, spiritually, quote unquote, yeah. can you even be successful in that way? But I feel like you're somebody that people look at as somebody that excels. 
Um, Thank you. And I always say to people, whenever I, whenever I speak about uh, Nana, sometimes I even forget that he's younger than me. Because I'm um, right. You know, age. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? No, you know, it is, I, I, don't, I don't really talk to everyone, so it's like, I just assume if they're with you, they're pretty much in the same age bracket sort of thing. And I feel like, in, in terms of a lot of metrics, yeah, yeah. you're somebody I look up to. And so I was like, you know, we're doing an episode on success. It only yeah. makes sense, you know? So, yeah. Would you care to share a bit on how you view your own achievements and success in terms of what mm-hmm. you've done and how successful you think you are? Um, I think a lot of people would say the same thing. Ah, oh, I'm not as successful as successful as I want to be and, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've done pretty fun pretty okay do you get what I mean yeah, here's yeah. your like, flowers like, what <laughs> thank you bro give people give the flowers the flowers, flowers. <laughs> hey do you know what's so funny around, everyone wants to give flowers after I wrote that mm. thing do you get what I mean forget but um, it's interesting because like how I've always especially for the past two three years I've always desired that if I was to die today or die tomorrow God forbid but it's like I would have felt as though I've done enough do you get what I mean no. which is a crazy way to live but I do think as like believers, that's how you should live. Mm-hmm. And we'll probably speak about it later. But when Paul speaks about, I've fought a good fight, I've finished the race and I've, um, yeah. and I've, I've kept the faith. That's that's essentially what he's talking about. He mm. says that his life has been poured out like a drink offering mm-hmm. and the time of his departure is that, uh, isn't it? That's second Timothy chapter four. Chapter four? <laughs> yes. Cooking. No, but then like, that's how I try to live my life in a sense <laughs> yeah. where it's like, ah, each and every day, cool. Like, if I was to die today, tomorrow, I think I've lived a pretty good life. And, like, at each and every stage, what I, I've done, I always tell young people, um, like, mentees I've got in some of my programs, is that, like, ah, uh, at each and every stage you're at in life, try to do the best that you can at it. Yeah. And then that that not only that not only gives you as many options as possible, mm-hmm. but then it also makes you satisfied in a, in a sense where it's like, I've done what I could. Do you yeah. get what I mean? So each and every stage, I've just done what I could and like the different opportunities I've been given yeah. I've made of it as I could then yeah. and yeah it's, it's taken me to some pretty cool places but we're not done yet I think I, I think even with that mentality what's, what's good about it is like the Baptist Matthew in Sermon on the Mount Matthew 6 or 7 he talks about Christ is like um, even the birds don't don't worry about what they're going to eat yeah, tomorrow sure. sort of thing but when you have but that's not to say don't like want to be successful in the future but if you're being successful in the situations that you're in right now mm. then how can one plus one not equal two do you know yeah. what I'm trying to say mm-hmm. like if you have that streak of like success going on and you're doing your best at every yeah. possible point then your future is catered for sort Definitely. of thing Definitely. So, yeah, no. even like on what you said in terms of doing the best that you can I think that's something that's so important because I feel like when I think about the world's metric of success is all about the result, if that makes He's sense. Going, and doing the best that you can may not always look at, may not always provide the best result yeah. that, or the craziest result, yeah. if that makes yeah, sense. And I think that's something I've started to adjust to, especially this year, like being comfortable to do the best that I can. My dad always says that my dad, my dad's metrics of, uh, of failure is when you've completed something and you cannot look in the mirror and say that I did all that I could. Facts. That's his metric yeah. of success. And I, I feel like, um, obviously as his son I've kind of picked I've kind of picked that up that mm. whatever I complete whether it's whether it's uni whether it's being leading a fellowship like at the end of the day when everything's done I want to be able to stand in the mirror and really when I'm standing in the mirror really I'm kind of it's almost like a I don't know almost like a metaphor like a I don't know what the word is I don't know what the word is but it's almost as if I'm standing in front of God and I'm saying yeah. that you know what I did all that I could like yeah. I did all that I could and just also having peace of having peace at doing what I can and not always trying to focus so much on the result to determine my success. Because I think once you're always looking at results, I think 
it runs the risk of you never being successful if that, that makes that, sense that, in your that, own that. eyes because mm. it's like if I didn't get I don't know maybe a first for example if I didn't excel if I didn't get what the top grade or top bracket or top rank was then I'm never successful and that's the I think a very unhealthy way to live in my mm. opinion definitely mm. and, and I think even to add like whilst you were speaking it it reminded me of like a sermon I did as to like what is in your hands. And you see in Exodus 4, God asks, asks Moses this specific question, what is in your hands? This is in the burning bush encounter. And then at that time, Moses had this stick. Yeah. And essentially, what was his stick? His stick was, um, Moses was a shepherd at the time. So that's what yeah. he used to guide the sheep and stuff. Yeah. But it was like Moses' crutch as well, like to help him walk yeah. X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But like, for, I think for a lot of us at each and every stage in our lives, wherever you're at, whether you're in secondary school, university, graduated, yeah. God is always asking you like, what is in your hands? Do you get what I mean? And it's like, whatever's in your hand, do um, give it to him. Like, so he, he instructed Moses, like lay it down on the floor. And see what I'll do with it. So when he laid it on the floor, it turned to a snake. When he picked it up, it turned normal again. Do you get what I mean? And for each of us, I think the bid that like the bid to us is that like whatever God's given you in whatever stage you are in life, it's like what what do you have and do what can you do with it? And that's always how I've tried to live. Like, oh, whether I, I didn't grow up with millions. Do you get what I mean? Like grew up in the millions now. Nah. I don't really want millions either, but it's like what, wherever wherever I grew up is like what is in your hands what, what opportunities do I have available like what people are around me like make and do with what you have do you get what mm-hmm. I mean and almost like yeah, leaving that down to God and seeing what he would be able to do with it and ultimately I think that's success yeah I think oh, oh. Huh? one thing I was going to say just hearing over the point that you guys have said um, one thing that kind of came to my mind kind of will derail a bit when I do bring up this topic but when, well, judging from the things that you guys have said, success is more so based on, like, a performance of, like, focusing not too much about the bigger picture or, like, the end goal and, like, focusing on the everyday. But let's say in this room, especially when you know that your success wants to align with what God's plans are, mm-hmm. and you have moments in your life whereby, you know, successful stories are shared within testimonies. Mm-hmm. But the question I want to ask you guys is, does every testimony have to be based on a success? Yeah. Otherwise, it's not a testimony. Ooh. Oh, Do you know what? Let me explain. Let me explain. Let me explain my take. Cool. If a testimony mm-hmm. is supposed to be a show of how God has worked in your yeah. life, yeah, yeah, it has to be a success. Because if According we're talking to whom? Because if we're talking about a success being, um, we didn't really nail down on like a definition yeah. of it, but you, we spoke about a lot of kind of about you mentioned it as performance. But do you look, kind of talking about like efforts, um, processes, mm. and kind of about being able to look back and like, yeah, this went, yeah. I, I gave it what I could have. And in any testimony, for God to have worked, <clears throat> it means that you he's come through in some way. Either that means you gave him the space to do so, or you allowed him to do so, or he did so and you recognized it. Mm-hmm. And so at the end of that process, if you can look back and see what God has done, to some extent it has to be successful because that should be the aim of our lives. Because if you're glorifying God through a process, then it has to have been successful because he did it. But what if that process didn't was to kind of shit? We do, okay, cool. I get what you're saying, but obviously, say, battle, the, some parts of it may not necessarily yeah. be. Do you get it in it? But but what if like there isn't like a clear like say say you're going through a time a tough time and then and you learn a lot from God in that yeah, moment. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. By the end of it, like you're it's still in the same yeah. position, yeah. but you've just changed as a person. Is that does that kind of success as well? Are you in the same position if you've changed as a person? Mm. I'm yeah, saying yeah. same position like situation. situation. Yeah. This is the thing, then it comes down to what we call it success. Yeah. yeah this yeah, is my yeah. thing. This is my thing. Like, if like let's say cool, for example, let's say for example, this week I've had a very muddy week in it. Mm. Very muddy week. And 
So now, on Friday, nothing has changed in my week. Like, yeah. I'm still in the same job. A lot of the situations that were burdening me on Monday are still here on Friday. Serious, <laughs> But, like, um, like, when I came out, I had a couple of conversations last mm. night. Um, I had my quiet time today and I just had this, this joy. God was kind of pushing me to, like, praise him. And when I came out of it, I was like, like, I feel a lot lighter. Mm. Um, the burdens are still there. There's still stuff that needs to be sorted out. And um, to be completely honest, none of it has passed. Mm. Um, but I've learned a lot. I was saying to somebody that the thing I've learned the most is more so kind of what it looks like to go to God with your burdens when you're not ready to face them. Mm. And also what it looks like for, you know, like when it feels like there's a cloud over you, yeah. what it looks like to recognize God walking through with you under that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so... I feel like that's very, it resonates with me because nothing has changed. I swear mm-hmm. that nothing changed. <laughs> She's keeping it up. But, <laughs> but I feel like I've learned a lot from this week. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of God in the week. And so I'll call the week a success. Yeah. For the pure matter of fact that he's done it. And when you're looking at um the, the thing that Paul said about, you know, fought the good fight, ran the good race. Mm-hmm. Paul, one thing I like about him is that he always gives God the glory. Mm-hmm. In that time, he got arrested, beaten, stoned, yada, 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 yada. Yeah. And there's even times where he went to people and people rejected the gospel. Mm. And so it's clear, firstly, that it wasn't necessarily about the comfort of his experience that measured the success. Mm. It wasn't necessarily about the results of his exploits that measured the success. That's good. But what you can tell that he was always keen on was that as long as God got the glory, it was successful. Mm. And I feel like as a Christian, that has to be our number one measure of success. And this is the thing where somebody asked a question somewhere I was about... Can you do stuff for God and not glorify God in doing it? Was that fellowship? Yeah, it was fellowship. And the conclusion was basically no. You can look like you're doing stuff for God. Can, so what's God. the question again? Can you, can you look? Can you do? St- can you do stuff for God and not glorify God, or vice versa, something like that? Okay. Mm. But basically, the conclusion of the room was basically that you can look like you're glorifying God and look like you're doing things for God, but if you're not actually doing it for him, then it doesn't actually glorify him. That's good. Yeah. And yeah. so this is the thing, I think that when it comes to the measure of success, it has to be about glorifying God. That's the yeah, whole point yeah. of our lives. That's no, 100%. And if that's the end point of our lives, I feel like it's very nice how we made sure that it's not um, kind of a results thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, sometimes it can look like that. And sometimes God may call you to produce results. Yeah. Like, you know, we are called to be fruitful. We're talking about gifts yesterday. And in the Bible, it makes it very clear that um, in, I think it's Romans 8, when it's talking about the body of Christ having different things to do. At the end of the day, if a body has different things to do, if they're not done, you didn't glorify him. And certain things, you need to glorify God by doing things. Mm-hmm. You know, Not always, like we said, in terms of learning lessons, just in your mindset change, you can glorify God. Mm-hmm. But for example, I don't know, God asked you to go and be a teacher and you didn't teach anybody. Well, yeah. <laughs> you failed, didn't it? That's true. So, um, just to pick up on your point, the reason why I kind of asked that question as well is that Sometimes there may be this sense of stigma, especially whereby, like you said, it's more so of the results base. Yeah. But I feel like another important thing to factor in when it also comes to the metric is we feel like we are the ones that could just lead our success by ourselves. But we feel like, oh, because say for instance, a certain success can't, is going a certain way than what is intended, what for what God's plan, it's like we kind of like beat ourselves up for it. And the reason why I kind of like brought that up is that when it came to Bible study yesterday, we were reading Habakkuk, and when breaking it down yesterday, there was like a juxtaposition, like a switch. And from Habakkuk 3.16, it was like Habakkuk was just condemning God, saying that you dislike, or long story short, for those that haven't read it, it was basically at the ending that, you know, Habakkuk was kind of getting onto God that he just disowned the Israelites 
And he just kept on saying that like, you this, you that, you this. Like just kind of getting on to God for like, why are you leading those people into that certain way? But he wanted success within those type of people. But God didn't see it like that. God wanted to show him that it was a particular lesson. And when it got to the end of Habakkuk, which was Habakkuk 3.19, he changed it from not only saying you, but he said even. And he said, even if, you know, the place gets destroyed, even if this happens, even if that happens, I'm still going to remain faithful to you. But the important thing that we learned, well, that is learned throughout that verse is that at the end, Habakkuk understood what God's success was. Mm. His success from his own perspective was that, oh, God, you know, I want things to be right. I want things to be internalized and et cetera. He wants to try to base that on the success that he wants to bring on the people. Mm. But understanding what God may have for you can also bring to that place of success because now your views align with what God's views are. Yeah. And we have to kind of like understand that. And especially when it comes to like our testimonies, testimonies are great. Usually, especially in church, maybe, maybe a thing where about like, oh, someone got good results in uni, yeah. someone got a car, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, if it doesn't align with what God's kind of portrayed, and obviously with being going in detail of it, is that really quite guaranteed it's like a true success for what God's actually delivered for his particular people? Well, mm-hmm. for his people in general. But yeah. Firstly, I'd kind of disagree, firstly, on your Habakkuk take. Not kind of, oh. I fully disagree with your Habakkuk oh, take. Shy. So we're doing that. <laughs> Um, I agree. I, I agree with the the ending point of it though that mm. in Habakkuk's vision aligning with God's vision is what made the success clear, yeah. and I feel like that is one of the biggest. It's very difficult to glorify a God who you don't see anything from His viewpoint, yeah. mm-hmm. because it's like trying to like your mom asks you to do something and you don't understand why you're not going to do it to the best of your ability or in the way that she wants because you don't get why she's asking you to do X, Y, or Z in that way, mm. you know. And I feel like that kind of process of sanctification to bring you to the point of understanding God, the situation or whatever you're oh, going through from okay. God's standpoint is really, really important. I feel like to be a successful person as a Christian. Mm. Um, <clears throat> and you see in any sort of way, like if God asks you to do something, but you're not understanding why. In fellowship yesterday, we we're talking about intention and direction. That when often people are seeking clarity or revelation on what to do next, a lot of people are very quick to seek direction. God, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? Without asking God, what do you want me to do there? Why are you taking me here? Why are you asking me to do this? Mm-hmm. And the two go hand in hand. And I feel like <clears throat> with Habakkuk, I feel like he's having those two hand in hand of knowing what God wanted in the situation oh. and where it was going. But my reason why I disagree with your take is because I don't think he was condemning God. More so what I think is that he was recognizing God's power over the situation because he made it very clear um, in chapter three, verse um um verse four his brightness was like the light he had rays flashing from his hand and there his power was hidden so when he did speak about um he asked that you know was your anger against the rivers was your wrath against the sea he was making it very clear that you know that there was times where god was displeased but i don't think he ever um he did make it clear that he was fearful of what god was saying he said that he was trembling but i don't think he ever used that necessarily to condemn god more so to um more so rather just to make it clear that Ra, this is a breezy circumstance that you're putting ahead of us. And I feel like the praise at the end of it is really important because it shows Habakkuk's alignment with God's will. I do think as well that the NLT doesn't make that particularly clear, but anyway. But I think that, that point there though, I think Habakkuk <clears throat> is a beautiful example of success because the revelation that God gives Habakkuk is that your country is going downhill, yes, it's going to go more downhill, for hundreds of years mm. and then i'm gonna rescue you mm-hmm. but in that habakkuk to come to the end point of praising god through that shows that the fact that he can give god the glory in such a circumstance and also you spoke about what did he have in his hand he was the prophet of the nation and it's very difficult i feel like to lead a people that are violating but he still managed to find a way to glorify oh. god even in the midst of that 
Mm-hmm. And I feel like he can fully stand there at the end of Habakkuk chapter three and say, I did what I could with uh, what was in my hand. I feel you in that sense. It's more so like, no, I get, I get where you're coming from. It's like turning the cheek, more so actually focusing on Habakkuk actually looking into the direction of what God actually intended for him. <coughs> so no, I, I hear it, I hear it. Mm-hmm. So would you guys say that as a standalone definition, what's it called? Success can be defined as, 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 as a believer, mm-hmm. a life lived to glorify God. Would you be comfortable to say that as a I, definition? I think, from what I'd say, you shouldn't, you shouldn't measure success, you shouldn't define success and like, in the parameters of just being a believer. Like, success Why? in general. Like, just, like, because, like, if we believe, if we believe God is, exists and Christianity is right and yeah. we're believing and we have this faith, then it's like, it isn't just to us that success is like that, it's to everyone. Do you understand? I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. I disagree. But, I disagree. but I feel like I should tell you why. Go on, let me. My idea of success here is like, I think a successful person mm-hmm. is someone that done everything that they can to fulfill God's will in their life, innit? I feel like that's that's just the way I see success, innit? So if. if and that's, if they don't go to heaven after? What do you mean? No, they don't go to heaven for that. If you do everything you can to fulfill. So God's is it a workspace thing? What do you mean? As, is it a workspace thing? A workspace thing? Yeah. What do you mean? Oh, I need to <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> As in, in the sense of, so you're talking about, you know, fulfilling everything God wants you to do in your life. Yeah. So is that, does that mean that their success is based on the works that they did or didn't fulfill? Oh. Oh, oh based on the work. No, the works definitely, the works definitely play a part though. Like it's, it's with the faith as well. Like you're not, you're not, if you're not doing the, fa- if you're not doing the works with the faith, then it's useless. And if, you're, if you just have the faith, you're like, oh yeah, I want to do what God wants, but you don't actually right. do it. Then, right. then, you then you're back. even worse, isn't it? I can't like, I, I do agree but, with him. Like, I can't like, you can't have no works. Let, let me even land it then. Cause like the way I see it, cool. Cause even in the Bible, we have so many examples yet yeah, of mm-hmm. people that decided, cool, let me just like, they acknowledge God's existence. So they, they just they wanted to do their thing, yeah. and like they realized at the end of it, like it was it wasn't going it. Like yeah. even though they had everything around them going for them, it wasn't. Go- My biggest example is so like you reached the epitome of a human being's like yeah. status in society. You were the king, yeah. the first king. Like like when we talk about Israel, or Christ, or God, whatever, and we talk about how Christ came to earth, like Saul's name is gonna be mentioned because yeah. he was the first king. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had that status. You had like. To other people, that's success, right? But even so, himself knew that was a success because he saw how he was deteriorating the more he got away from God's okay. will. The guy was talking to witch doctors and doing all sorts. Mm. Like, he saw like the success was like what he thought was successful, being a king. Mm. Like, it, it wasn't that. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, the reason, so like, God put, God wanted him to be a king. God made him a king. Do you know what I'm trying to say? But even then, that's not where it ends, isn't it? There's obviously more to it. The thing it. is, I agree with what you're saying, but I think. Especially in regards to soul, his lack of success was more disobedience, though. If that makes sense, because I think he, I think he was going to be successful mm. as king, but then he started doing the mad thing. Remember when when God told him to clear out the whole city in yeah. First Samuel, and then he kept some kept the, stuff. Like <laughs> his lack of success was due to his. De- That's what I agree, but yeah. in terms of soul, I think that isn't the best example only because he would have been successful. He didn't follow God's. Like you're you're yeah. saying that. Do everything you can to follow God's word. That's your definition of success. Whether no, we disagree, or I'm saying, yeah, do it. Yeah, whether we, yeah. Do, whether we disagree or agree, whatever. Yeah, but Saul didn't do that because God gave him the instruction of clearing the whole city, and he didn't. If that makes sense, mm-hmm. do you get what I mean? And and at the end of it, but but you said you like when you just started saying it, you said something about um, I'll say my mind, but you said um, it's disobedience, right? Yeah. 
cool. His disobedience, his disobedience was basically him not going, not being aligned with God's will for what he wanted. Yeah. And you said, and you said the best thing after that, you said, oh, he was, he was going to be successful. Yeah. Isn't that just the love and grace that God's shown us that everyone's life, whether you're a believer or not, like God wants you to be successful. He wants you to be living in his glory, to be living in his will. That's what God wants for you. Mm -hmm. But if you're not, if you're not like, if you're not going to like go after that, then how can, how can you be successful? Like, I just don't see how you can be successful. Wait, 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 sorry, sorry. Just to go back a second. If I'm correct, you said that we should or shouldn't have the same, see the definition of success. Did you say that we should or shouldn't have the same metric for the world and believers? We should have the same metric. We should. We should or shouldn't? We should. Should. Oh, I thought yeah, you were saying shouldn't. No, I said shouldn't. No, wait, wait, no, wait. No, I'm saying, I'm saying the way we look at Christians and believers should have the same metric. Yeah, because I oh. disagree with that. Wait, wait, wait. You saying that Christians and the world shouldn't? Yes. Let cool. I let me see why I agree with you that we should go have on. the same metric. Cool. Wait, we should or shouldn't? We should or shouldn't? We should have the same metric. Okay, go. Yes. Ahead. Cool. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let me hear this. I understand that sometimes people will have their own version of what success looks like. Yeah. But in the Bible, it makes it very clear that God's wisdom and the world's wisdom are different. Yeah. But it also makes it very clear that only one is right. Yeah. 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 And at the end of the day, James chapter three talks about godly wisdom yeah. and uh, wisdom come from heaven being the only mm-hmm. one that's pure. Any wisdom from the world that says that this is success, you may hit the metric of the world, but that doesn't mean that it's right. It's like, for example, you know how certain places you can do an exam and you'll go somewhere else and they say, this is not valid here. And if God is the God of the entire world who created everything, if you do not match his metric of it, it does not matter. In the same way, you can have a driving yeah. license from Eritrea. You can't come and drive yeah. here, bro. But oh, should I tell you <laughs> why? I, dis- but I, I think, I think it's partially semantic. Yeah, I think it's partially semantics mm-hmm. in a sense where what you're, say- what you're saying is like, unbelievers just generally will not have the same metric as you. Oh yes. Agreed. So so the so the point is we do not have the same me- metric oh, of success. I'm saying, I agree we don't, oh. but I'm saying that we are measured. We should. Yeah, we should. Oh, oh so yeah, yeah. We oh, should. Oh, okay, but then well, I'm saying that say, yeah. they just don't because well, yeah, no, for example, it's huge. But in my eyes, like it's gonna sound so mad. Rash, do you're gonna say that they're unsuccessful? In my eyes, yeah. If you don't go to heaven, you're unsuccessful. I can agree. I think that we also need to make a clear distinction between a successful life and what success is because. Um, so for example like let's say you can measure your week and how successful yeah. was your week mm. and that's a very different thing to comp- for example measuring your whole life and whether mm. and I, I feel like we need to be careful of the time periods as well when yeah. talking about success because otherwise we, we spoke about yesterday the thing of having a healthy balance between an eternal mindset but also not worrying about tomorrow and if you kind of extend your eyes too far you can run the danger of 100%. you know thinking too far away and not counting today yeah 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 sure um, like well, you mentioned the whole thing about you know, every, any situation, if you were to die tomorrow, you know, what I had in my hands, I handled well and did all I could with it. And I think sometimes if we look too far ahead, then we can, that can become skewed. This I, is a healthy balance. I'd, I'd, okay, cool. I agree. And I say again, it's, I guess it's semantics then, but like, if you don't, okay, I wouldn't, okay, it wouldn't be the best way to phrase it that not going to heaven is, going to heaven is success and not going to heaven isn't success because then you get fixated on the long term thinking like, oh, am I getting to heaven or am I not? So I'll, I'll just say like, if, if you're living that day, have you pleased God sort of thing? Agreed, because I don't think, I don't me, think getting to heaven is a very... That to me is success because that encompasses yeah. everything. Like, have you done what he's asked you to do? Have you worked in faith? Have you, um, have you loved? Have you, have you just like, when God is pleased with you, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? And you know yourself when you've pleased God. Like you can I disagree with that. You, I don't you think, think you're I don't, wrong. I'm I might know. Yeah. Not everybody will though. 
why does why does everyone else care? This is about you and God. No, but I'm saying because for example, let's say you're listening. Um, the whole take of you will know when God is pleased with you. I don't think it's always true. Um, because I think some of that does come down to how healthy your communication with God is in the first place. Yeah, and also sure. how stubborn your heart is. For example, if you've put, let's say you're innocent, um, you've, you've gone for a job, right? Yeah. You didn't ask God whether you should go for that particular job and you've got it. Mm-hmm. And um, you asked in your quiet time, God, thank you for this job. You're gonna, you could very well go to bed thinking, I have pleased God because I have pursued excellence here. Mm-hmm. And he's just thinking, what are you talking about? <laughs> I never asked for that. So that's what I'm saying that a lot of it, if you're going to oh, put, yeah, if you're yeah, going to yeah. put the thing as, oh, um, you will know when you're, when you've pleased God. Yeah. That's not always true. To be true. fair, I did, I did just have the assumption that you'd have a, a good, communication. good communication with God. If it's you're heavier. Heavier. That's a heavy assumption. I spoke enough. to somebody, I spoke to somebody, yeah. this is actually a pastor. Mm-hmm. And they said this to me, um, how one time, um, so they had been called to be a pastor, like, and they were sure about that call on their life. And they were an assistant pastor in a church. The head pastor stepped down and offered him the church. And so he was deliberating on it, praying on it. And obviously all of his mentors and all the pastors were like, you know, you know the call that God gave you. This is the opportunity. You're used to this place. You served there. Mm. He took it. He was in the process of signing the papers. Yeah. Were you have to sign papers for that? Yeah. To mm. be a I'm leader of a church. Just, is a moment, like, I'm bush. I can't lie. I just thought you just started saying yes. You just started leading So then... um. Over the over the course of that, I think he said the one time now, of course, he's driving in it. Yeah. He's taking a wrong turn on the M way and he's going the wrong way down the M way. The van is driving the wrong way down the M way. So everyone's got there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Feds have grabbed him in it. <laughs> and bear man, this guy, this is not like a hood pastor. Yeah, this yeah, is a. Yeah. <laughs> um, feds have stopped him. They took him to cells, in it? Because this is the... Uh, what are you, <laughs> you doing? Like? Um, and he, obviously now, he said that like he's there and it's late at night because he had just come from getting some of the papers to sign. Mm-hmm. And now he's praying, he's praying because he woke up in the middle of the night like he woke up in a cold sweat. Mm-hmm. He's praying and God kind of showed him like, yeah, you went down the wrong road. He's like, what? Huh? What do you mean by that? And he's praying on it, praying on it. Had some dreams, had some conversations with God and basically God eventually showed him, yeah, no, I don't want you to take this. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, but you're a pastor though. I'm assuming you pray God knows how many hours a day. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. um, how did it take so long for you to realize that? Were you not praying on it before? And he said, I was, but I never thought that this couldn't be from God because it just seemed like it made sense. And so yeah. then it, it made me clear. And then he was talking about some other decisions and stuff like that that had happened. And it made me, I don't know why I thought like this, but I just thought that it was a very young in the faith thing for you to not like... I didn't. I, I forgot kind of the human aspect to it that there's always going to be times where your communication with God isn't tt. Yeah. Whether it's because of your own desires, that's what whether makes it's because it's hard, isn't it? Do you get? It? And that's yeah. why I think that um, is. I think one of the points of success is there's a scripture in Second Timothy chapter two verse five. You see the scripture of um, civilians shouldn't get involved. Um, soldiers should not get involved. Yeah, civilian yeah. The scripture after oh. I feel like it's very slept on. It says um. An athlete who competes can only achieve success if it's within the rules set before him. Mm. And that is one of the key things. The rules set before us measure our success and the rules set before us is the will of God. And so it is our communication with God that is important in knowing whether we are or are not successful. Because it's the same way, if you wrote an exam paper and never got shown the mark scheme, how do you know if you passed it or not? And I think that's the thing about um, non-believers, that in God's eyes, they can't be successful because they're living life on a freestyle. Yeah. And... And with success, it's like, if you don't know it, you can't really replicate it always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
if if you if you follow, if you look at Go Noah, on. when Noah um was done with the ark, um God <laughs> asked him to have X, Y, and Z amount of animals in there. Yeah. But when he when the ark hit dry land, there was something he had to take to the altar to sacrifice. Yeah. And God was pleased with the sacrifice. Yeah. And that was God had asked him to do what he did. He did it, and God showed his approval, and he knew it because it even says with Noah that he was the only person that God picked because he was the only one who was faithful to him and that he yeah. walked with God. Mm-hmm. And so then in this point, because he had that communication with God, even throughout the time of the ark, when he sent the raven out, no, not yet. Mm. They've eventually come to ground, sacrifices. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's because of his communication with God that he could measure his success and even know, stand in a place of firmness, I'm cool. Same with Paul. Mm. Even um, I was uh, reading Acts chapter 16 when Paul goes to Macedonia. Yeah. They went to Asia to spread the gospel. The Holy Spirit said no. Mm-hmm. they went somewhere yeah. else the Holy Spirit said no mm-hmm. then he had a dream and said go to Macedonia and it says that the vision came like that and it was very interesting to me because it showed that he must have been constantly communicating with God to recognise the dream was from God mm-hmm. to recognise where he couldn't go and it just goes to show again when you're looking at the behaviour that Saul showed um, that Paul showed from through his ministry then when you're seeing scriptures like ah oh, um, I've run the good race I've fought the good fight of course he did because he always knew what God was asking of him. Yeah. And I'm not saying that that's an easy thing to attain, by the way. No, it's not. It's, it's, not. Yeah, it's, it's not for sure. But I think that when we're looking to be successful, that's what we need to seek. Clarity and communication from God. Not just in what he wants us to do, but how he wants us to do it, where, when. And that always seems very burdensome, but it, it's not burdensome when you realise that what you're doing by seeking God's bounds and directions mm-hmm. is firstly seeking freedom because you have a lot more peace when you know this is the way that's to play. Yeah. <laughs> On top of that, you also have this thing whereby you never need to second guess yourself. And now what you're looking for is now reassurance. Maybe because you might second guess your ability, but at least you know you're in the right place. Yeah. Yeah. You know? And yeah. obviously it's better to seek reassurance. Am I in the right place? Than to ask where's the place? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? 100%. If I now call you and say, oh, I think I'm outside the studio. That's better than, I'm at home. Where's the studio? <laughs> you get it? Just, and so I think, yeah, that's the, that's the thing. And I think that that's why unbelievers in God's eyes, when it comes to success, they will always miss the mark. And people say we shouldn't measure them on that. But then my question is this, then what would you, if God created you and put you here, he did want you to be successful. But if you just started playing a game and didn't know the rules to it, you can't, re- you were never going to win that game. No. Mm. no, of course. Obviously, God's not going to, God judges you according to, to what you know in it. So you, that, that factors in, of course, with, with that. But at the end of the day, whether you know it or not, it's unsuccessful. Like, that's just, and it's tough. And, and like, and I feel like even even when I was listening to you speak, it was like it reminded me of um oh, I don't know where it is in the Bible. It was in um I think Paul Roy, he was talking about um his his works going through fire, eternal fire, and and it coming out, was it gold mm-hmm. and then straw sure. and stuff like Things that? Yeah. Like at the end of the day, like success, yeah, it's it's a grace, isn't it? Like to, to be successful is a grace, like like some people are gonna make it into heaven the way that Paul did. And other people, they're gonna gain their skin of their teeth, innit? And it's like, but at the end of the day, we both look at them and they'll be like, there's success in it. And I remember earlier you said, no, no, because earlier you said it's different, like success and then living a successful life. You said there was a difference yeah. in it. And that's that's what I want to talk about. Like that's that difference is true, innit? But like, it's the grace of God. Like when he knows, when he knows that you've done everything that you can and he's seen. And you know God's perfect. He knows. He knows when you've tried. He knows the position of your heart when when you are living. So like he'll obviously show leniency towards you, you know wherever mm-hmm. it may be. So that that I don't know. Like it's just that the idea that success is is all with us as well is it kind of throws mm-hmm. me off sometimes. I generally just think some like 
at the end of it, success is just one of those gifts that God gives us as well. I agree and disagree. I just want to put a quick disclaimer mm. here. When we're talking about a grace, obviously grace is something given freely by God. Yeah. And I agree that success is definitely a grace, but yeah. I also agree that success is a grace available to everybody. Yeah. And I think yeah, that's the thing because yeah, sometimes yeah. when in the Christendom when people talk about a grace, yeah. grace it looks like it's specific for certain people. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Yeah. I agree that gracefully. I, uh, now we've mentioned it. Um, do you think when you say grace, when you say grace available for everybody, are we talking about grace being available for non-believers as well? Or are we talking about grace being available for? We ain't about to have a Calvinist debate here. I don't know. But, I don't know what that but, means. But, but, um, like, what, what I mean is basically, um, a basic, a very basic level. God gives this free offer mm. to everybody. Yeah. Uh, oh, there's a scripture I saw this week that was so beautiful. I'm going to read it out. It's in um, 2 Timothy in chapter 1. And Paul says this very interesting thing. Timothy, and it says this. Um, 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 Share with me in the sufferings of, for the gospel according to the power of God who has saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which was given to us in Christ Jesus before time began, but has now been revealed by the appearing of our Savior Jesus Christ who has abolished death and brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. But something that's very interesting here, it says that he has called us with a holy calling, calling according to his own purpose and grace. And it says that this was revealed through Jesus. And I never realized that the Bible says that our purpose is only revealed through the gospel. Mm. And that's why I say, if the gospel is available to everybody, so is your purpose and what God is wanting for you. No, no, and so therefore the grace of everyone. success, the grace of success is available for everybody. Yeah, it is available for everyone. No, no, but I, I just I just wanted to make that clear because I know that some people, when they hear grace, they automatically think some are chosen, some are not. No, 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 no. Grace, grace is available to everyone, yeah. isn't it? But to actually have access to that grace, there's there's requirements, no? Do you not have to believe to? Oh yeah, that's the only. Yeah, that's that's, that's so the requirement. Then, 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 then just just check what, what you meant by that, boy. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no. Access. <laughs> Mike told me that the grace was anointing, bro. No availability. Well, and access there, so. <laughs> but so before I, I want to, we'll, we'll, I want us to talk as well before we finish about kind of um how how subjective successes from person to person and what that can look like in different spheres of life but the first thing i want us to go around and ask is um i want to know your two biggest achievements and how much you link your achievements to success Mm. keep it brief you can start from x i know i'm putting you on the spot here um i think first success that i've had was securing a placement I think that one, the way it was, I won't give too much backstory, but long story short, it was at a crucial part. And basically, if I didn't get that placement, it was looking like a very long year. And, but the reason why I kind of say that I thought more so that it was my success more than God's success is that at the moment it was good. Well, I thought it was my success, but the experience I had throughout, it made me question, was it really a success really given from God? You know what I'm saying? Wait, so label two successes and what? Um, you're not, your two biggest achievements and how much you linked your achievements to your oh, success. Okay, and then the second one was probably driver license. That was another clutch point because I remember that came during COVID and starting uni. If I didn't pass it, long day. And <laughs> I feel like one thing it kind of taught me is that the formula that you kind of go about when achieving those achievements within the world is not going to be the same for every success that you would think that you would achieve in like the so well, on day-to-day life, like say if it's a job and et cetera. But I feel like one thing that always kind of stuck to me is that don't just pray for the success and use God as a means to end. That's one something that really, really shone up to me. Cause I feel like when it came to those points, that's when the prayer times became harder. 
you know, much more time was given to him. And because it came, that's what I labelled or that's what I measured as what good success is to my life. Mm -hmm. But the real success is how I go about that, that, that next day. How do you keep on continuing from that? But um, so I'd say that the link between those two was more so understanding that don't use God for instant means. And in that sense, you won't just see, you know, success from a human eye, but you have to also, well, you have to align more to what good success is true for you. But yeah. That's a very good point about achievement and success, about not kind of just seeing God as this is, God is my way to get this or my way to do that. Yeah. Um, to achievements, yeah. so far I'd say my biggest achievement would be... Can, <sighs> Sorry, I didn't I didn't put this before, but it has to be an individual one. An individual one? Oh, an individual achievement. Oh, sign that only I got sign yeah, like, like you, oh, so for example, I don't want to hear, oh, we sold oh, our yeah, live show. We sold that, live show. <laughs> that wasn't actually an achievement, but, um, um, I'd say, oh, damn it, my, definitely, um, accepting the gospel, that one, I think, oh. is definitely, like, my biggest achievement, and, um, like, understanding it to an extent where it's like, you know, I want to give my life to God, that was definitely... <clears throat> best thing that I've done or achieved whatever you want to put it as did you see it like that at the time well, at the time yeah at the time I didn't see that it's only when I grew and I learned more about like the actual sacrifice that Christ made and the technicalities behind his sacrifice that I was like bro like I kind of stepped into something I really I had a clue about but I didn't think it would be this good so like it just made me even more it kind of just dug deep that it was actually a big achievement like you know Attach myself from the world or so, as you want to call it. Um, and that obviously is just 100% God. I don't think there's even... I mean, there's <laughs> even I'm even going to talk about that because that's just God, in it? And then um, I say another... Uh, my second achievement, I'd say, is... Um, I actually can't... I actually can't think... I'd definitely say... Okay, cool. I'd say it's um, settling in. Like, um, to like to the UK and that sort of thing because um, I know like because I knew a lot of people I knew a lot of people and I've seen it now that I've grown up like how they live their life now like how they didn't get settled into the UK properly in it and it's like their life is just turmoil in it like and it's just like I, I, I wish I could help them sort of thing but um, I obviously give props to my parents for that but um, definitely being selling to the UK like learning the language stuff like that like, I took it for granted in the moment. But now that I've grown older, I've realised that if i just never done that, I just wouldn't be where I am sort of thing. So, um, and that as well, that's definitely from God because it's like my parents, like, they're God-given. They're, um, I was blessed by, um, I've been blessed by them. Um, they they lead a Christian life as best as they can. So, you know, taking from there, it's, just, it's, still, it's definitely got to be from God that I've got that mm. achievement as well. Talk and I talk. Um, I was actually struggling to think of two. Uh, it's tough. Oh, right. Yeah, you you really no, on the spot. To like, think of two. Yeah, I was only. I can only think of one right now. Oh, oh no, no. Uh, number one, definitely. Um, no, no, kind of. Leading, leading alive. Um, starting a fellowship at uni and running mm. it for three years. Yeah, I think that's one of my biggest successes. Sometimes I'm just because of like the steps to go and do that. Obviously, mm. I had to switch uni. Obviously, I had to sacrifice a lot of my. Sorry, had to sacrifice a lot of my time. Um, 
and just had to carry a big burden mm. three years like sometimes because i enjoy it so much i haven't really seen it as a, i don't know like i've been so caught up and i haven't realized it was it was a success so mm. but yeah that was definitely my biggest success that's been my biggest success or one of my biggest successes question and, yeah what was the hardest part of leading a life hardest part being available yeah i feel like being available is so hard especially i think second year was much easier third year especially like things lots of things entering my life you know and and i'm smiling a lot recently (laughs) growing up like I feel like I've grown up so much in the year and mm-hmm. my and and responsibility, family, responsibility mm, with responsibilities. special lady. Oh yeah. go on. Yeah. Respons- like, I, feel, I feel like, yeah. like I feel like I've grown up a lot and I realise that damn like things are accelerating pretty quickly and I still have to be available to everyone. Mm-hmm. And obviously this year, like long story short, the number in fellowship in second year. And the numbers fellowship more than tripled. It's more than tripled. Like maybe glory. five times wow. more. Good glory, glory to God. Yeah. Like yeah, probably five times more. So I just didn't really expect that. I can't lie. So mm. being available and also learning to learning that you can't you can't keep on track on top of everyone if there's that that's, many numbers of people yeah. and we don't have much of a leadership. So learning kind of who to reach out to and like deciding who you need to be close to, yeah. check on, blah blah blah. Because you can't. Do like anyone. I think the first week I wanted to make sure all fifty-five people are good. That's not realistic. Did you did you have to learn to like delegate, or is it? Kind yeah, of like yeah, delegate a lot. On. Shouts, my friend, Kudakwashi. Shouts, Faith. Like, mm. did do this? They didn't even. I didn't really delegate. They just took up one. Just they had the anointing, bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, they just took it upon themselves to be able to reach out to people and mm. like step in where I couldn't step in. Hey. So Man, yeah, um, second achievement. Um, it's gonna sound stupid, sorry, but how much of that do you credit to God? What? The life the, fellowship. Everything, bro. I wouldn't be there if it wasn't for him to tell me. Do you get what I mean? Like, I don't credit it to myself because I know that I don't have the capacity to do anything mm-hmm. apart mm-hmm. from him. Like, mm-hmm. I always think of that John 5 scripture that apart from me, you can do nothing. And mm-hmm. literally apart from him, I've been able to do nothing. Or John 15, actually, sorry. Mm-hmm. So literally I credit all of that to God. Sometimes I feel like, I don't want to ask you, but how do you man feel like, you see, when you do something and you know it's only by God mm-hmm. and people praise you for it, I oh, struggle right. to accept it. Yeah. Not in a false humility thing, but it's like, I don't see myself in it. If yeah, it, sounds, it sounds But too you should be able to appreciate yeah. it. Like, yeah. yeah. It sounds too PR Sorry to for be like, oh. No, it sounds, it sounds very PR. PR like, like, say it's all God. Like, I always say it's all God. Yeah. Like me, I kid you not, when someone says something nice to you, I just, I get bare. I just put my head down. I just get a bit like, Bro, you know something interesting like that happened? I think it's Acts 14 or 15. Where I think it's Paul and Barnabas go somewhere and like they preach the gospel, they do some miracles, and basically they start trying to parade them around like they're, they're saying, Oh, like you lot are Zeus incarnate, yeah. Like, oh, I know and then they're like, yeah. No, no, like it's stop actually it, not us, it, like yeah. it's not us. Then there's a they try to stone them off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they, say, they say, If you're not like Zeus, and like, then you must be like from the other side, and I'm busting up, but it's like, I think that. You told me sometimes. Yo. You see that? Oh, it's all oh, God. It's a joke, bro. but it's not. It's yeah. I think. Yeah. That, I think that's that's kind of the only response. I was. No, yeah. no. But how like how do you how do you like healthily see yeah, your yeah, success yeah. when you yeah. know that it's from God? If that makes sense, because mm-hmm. that's something I struggle with. Like when I know I do something well, mm-hmm. I'm hard to 
I don't know. I struggle to maybe pat myself on the back and say I've done it well yeah. because I know it's all good. Yeah. I, I think like, yeah. I think it's twofold. Like I remember what, when you were saying it, it reminded me. <laughs> twofold. twofold. Hey. If I knock you. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> right, cool. It's not twofold. It's onefold. <laughs> but I remember, I remember no, um, no. like there's one sermon I did here yeah, and I can't lie to you. And when I was planning, I said, this is going to go off. And mm. then after um, I was planning, I, cooking. I, I, I was cooking. And yeah. it, like, <laughs> if you think about it, like even like preaching, apparently 85% of pastors spend between like 10 to 15 hours prepping for their yeah. sermons. You get what I mean? That's and that, that week I put in hours. You put in the shift. Nah, I put in hours. Nah, I remember. So, oh, were you there? No, 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 no. I remember that. Experiencing that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but oh. then, um, what's, so after that, um, that sermon, it, it went amazingly well. Like Holy Spirit, um, Holy Spirit was flowing. Yeah. Like it, it was good. Do you mm-hmm. get what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then, but after, like bare people was coming. I think maybe it was because it was the end of term, like the last, um, the last session well, of yeah, well, bare people coming yeah, to me blah blah, yeah. blah 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 that was amazing and then I generally didn't know how to feel but then I think it's when I went back into my quiet time yeah. Yeah. and then God um, almost ministered to me that like yes it was all me and he gave me the words like Luke 12, yeah. 12 he'll give me the words when I get there sort of yeah. thing but then it was also like he honoured my diligence in the work as well yeah. do you get know what I mean so yeah, sometimes we have to do well to like not not to be too prideful to dissociate it from God, God yeah. but also understand that like he gave you the grace to be able to do the work yeah. For, yeah. For, for what was required because really and truly I could have um, planned a whole sermon and then like not put any, any work into like practicing it and practicing it going through it being able to elaborate on it doing the necessary study behind it do you get yeah. what I mean but it's like God gave me the grace to be able to do that as well so like you need to balance those two things as well and I think back in your quiet place like give people their flowers and then it's like let them have to deal with how they react to it do you get yeah. what I mean because you, ha- you have to do that let's Let's not be like, ah, oh, we're, we're too prideful. I don't want you to get too much pride, so I'm not going to tell you you did well. Nah, no, man, that's yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. No, do you get what I mean? If you have a pastor, tell him he did well. Do you get what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Or like leaders, give them their flowers. Do you get what I mean? But then it's up to their, it's their responsibility that when they're in their quiet space to now navigate that with God as to like, yeah, God, like yeah. I thank you for, for allowing me to be able to do this. Yes. Like it was you that did it through me. Like, do you get what I mean? No, and in that way, you're better able to reframe it. Because it, but it's something that you could only do in quiet. I think yeah, that's yeah. the that's a really important thing. I don't know what it was. It was a very small thing recently that I was I was asking God. If I, I think it was about having a conversation or forgiving someone, something small like that. Yeah, and then when I I prayed on it, God, you know, helped me kind of like in terms of how to approach the situation. I did it, and after I went back to my quiet time, He was like, "You did it well." And I don't know why it's not. Some, it didn't seem like a fun thing, but you know, I really deeped it. Like, is that? That's what kind of gave me the A-OK. And I think it's that that we're looking for. And that's how we should kind of approach praise. When we do stuff, we'll take it back to God and let him give you the best. Because yeah. then it's like, if it's from God, you can't say, oh, I can't pray myself. He gave it to me. Yeah. And I think it's um it's recognising that. And, you know, Galatians 1.10, the whole thing about not doing it for human approval, but God's approval. Yeah. God will show you as approved. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I think it's waiting for that. So I think it's kind of firstly pausing a bit when you get your praise, taking that to God and seeing what he says of it. Because also, I think that process is important for when people praise you for something that you weren't supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Like, you get, like, uh, like I remember there was one session I did in fellowship. I can't lie. I did the plan on the train. I bothered it. <laughs> Guys were like, bro, that was brazy. I said, I can't lie to you. By the grace. By the grace. Everything <laughs> I said in the session, it wasn't even on the notes page. <laughs> and then after, God yeah. was like, yeah, no, you slightly stretched it, but I clutched you. And yeah. so I think, I think that's why you yeah, always have to have that process yeah. so that you stay humble and you know that I will have praise when God gives it to me. And only yeah, at that you point. Really, you just got to get deeper in your relationship. With God, like, you got you to get as intimate as possible, innit? Mm-hmm. And just where like when people praise you or like when 
Because it's not bad to get praised, but like if you feel because you don't want to, you don't want to give opportunity to the devil for it, for it to get flipped on you. Yeah. you know what I'm trying to say because when that gets flipped on you, pride's a killer. Like what's it say in the Bible? It says um, pride comes before fall. Exactly. So. Like bro, like you got you got to keep fighting against that, bro. Like, oh, yeah. and it, I guess it's the burden that comes with the gift, isn't it? Facts. Yeah. Like, Facts. I feel like I feel like people don't realize sometimes. I, we didn't really speak about it too much when we we're talking about the church episode and stuff about like pastors and that sort of thing. But like, it's a big burden being part of a church or even just having this blessing. Like, you got to work. Yeah. You got mm-hmm. behind That's the scenes stuff, bro. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, second mm-hmm. achievement. Yeah, second thing, yeah. Uh, very quickly. Oh, so my head is actually. Get into a place with my with my parents where, like, they trust me. Like, I don't know, I don't so, know how that's like. I see that as an achievement. Like, getting into a place where I'm able to speak to them, I'm able to talk to them, I'm able to like even be able to. It sounds crazy, but maybe discipline them. Like, tell them like, bro, you can't do that. That's wrong. Mm-hmm. Or be able to speak to them and level with them. Like, I feel like that's something that I'm so proud of. And I, again, I ascribe all to God. Like, just getting into a place where I have that easy communication with them where everything's just kind of pretty much out in the open. Mm. I can tell them something. I can voice my opinion. Like, I can actually be a man of God in their presence. Mm. I don't, like that first Timothy 4.12 scripture mm-hmm. about not letting anyone belittle you for your youth and your, yeah, all of these yeah, things. Yeah. Like, God has definitely blessed me, especially I've seen this year where I'm at a point where I'm able to really like speak to them as though, obviously with still reverence because they're my parents, but also that they're almost like my equal in that sense, like mm. encouraging them just being in that role where I'm able to like give them what they need as a son. Mm-hmm. I think that's something, yeah, I'm very proud that's of. Serious. Mm-hmm. I hear you. Um, for me, probably sounds very trivial, but my GCSEs, mm-hmm. just for the reason that, yeah, the, the results were cool. The results were good. What'd you get? But, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. But then I think mo- it was mostly because of the process I went through because of mm-hmm. that. Like, that was probably the most disciplined period of my life. But then I like everyone, when they talk to me about success, a lot of it, yes, it's God. And God God is the biggest factor in it. But I, I think he also honours like discipline as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that was probably the most disciplined period I've ever been like. For I think for a month and a half, two months, I, I got rid of my iPhone. I was using a Nokia brick. And bearing in mind, I was 15, that's 16. So like, that's so NYA, you know. But then wait, wait, like, wait, 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 you trapping? You from hacks to be fair yeah i have to ask stereotypes yeah. no 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 okay first i was just in my books but it was <laughs> like i i just knew like the bondage I, I had with social media at the time do yeah. you get what i mean and for, so that i was unreachable and i wasn't like scripture says don't give the devil a foothold do you yeah, get what i mean yeah, yeah. Ah, the devil wasn't getting a foothold like i wasn't yeah. getting close to my iphone do you get what i mean i didn't want me to have to battle that temptation i just ran from it do you get what i mean yeah. so this is my iphone that i had please, at the time sometimes, sometimes, hey, hey sometimes you please. call me Sometimes you have to, I'm do you get what I mean? Forever. I dashed it at the back of the wardrobe and I was using a um a Nokia brick and mm. for me that gave me all the time in the world to do my revision and it's still like a process I use now. Like mm. now exam periods or heavy intense periods, I'm just off snap, um off socials for like two months. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. And but to a lot of people it's like ah, I can't be on socials, too many people will miss me. I realise no one actually cares. Do you get what I mean? <laughs> like you're not that important. Do you get what I mean? Like people people if people really need you <laughs> Okay, you're important to God. But then it's like people people when pe- if people really need you, they'll I message you. They'll find yeah, you. Yeah, they'll yeah, find they'll another find way, way to do it. Right, you know to your yard, bro. Yeah. So for me, that that's probably one of like my biggest successes because I think God just showed me so much, like the ability, the power of discipline 
through that. I think my second biggest uh, achievement is probably like one of my mentoring programs. It was probably the uh, one of the earliest cohorts. And it's crazy now because I'm in Canary now, but all of the mentees who are in Canary, um, who are part of that program. Canary. 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 He's in Canary, bro. Canary. Hey, is that what you like call it like a lunch and that? Canary, well, Canary. gonna get lunch in Canary and that. Yeah. You were already there. Like. Oh, hey. <laughs> hey, come Eddie, bro. <laughs> Shakespeare, bro. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no. Nah, no, but yeah, like that whole that whole mm. cohort or group of mentees at at, yeah. um, at the time are all doing really well. They're all doing like big summer internships and now at some of the biggest banks in the world or different biggest yeah, firms in the world. So it's like mm. I think that's one of my biggest successes because. Just quickly, like, I don't, I don't know anything about your mentorship. Like, what is it? Is it just like um work kind of thing or no? So we, this sounds like a work pitch, but we take like a free, <laughs> <laughs> like a free pillar approach. So we yeah. support you. Oh. <laughs> you said free hey, pillar guys. approach. The free pillar approach, bro. The funniest thing is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the is, I've been in like project meetings today yeah, as well. So I've done these lines already these today. Do you know what I mean? But we know we no, basically hey, support young people in three ways, like <laughs> academics, uh, yeah. academics. So we used to run like big free tuition programs. Yeah. And then we also do career stuff. So that's supporting them yeah. get into different industries yeah. and also lots of personal growth stuff. So this could oh, be like, pub, yeah, public speaking, confidence, navigating mm. different spaces. So yeah. that's what we do. And yeah, man, these uh, them lot are lit. Startup thing like you done or hmm? is it startup like you just done like you no no no? Or? It's part of a company. So oh, uh, uh, Badu Sports, and then the CEO asked me to start that mentoring program. Oh, is it? Then okay. then yeah, we've just scaled it from there. So that was one group, yeah. and now we've got like four different ones. So. Yeah, keep they're in touch with your groups and that is it kind of like a now is a, now is a bit difficult. So like yeah. before, I was actually like one of the mentors, yeah. but now like it's top of like high level, just organizing oh, the okay, the cool. stuff, and then we have different. VN if I'm not kidding, <laughs> <laughs> high level organizing, bro. No, I'm but here. it's like I just arrange the sessions and stuff, yeah. and then we've got mentoring leads who like no, do I what I used to do basically. Okay, sweet, 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 sweet. But yeah, so that's my second biggest serious too. Serious stuff, bro. Sorry, here, bro. High level organizer. That's it, man. Free pillar approach, bro. You don't know about that. I think... I'm stealing that. I'm going to wriggle it in somehow, somewhere. I'd say one of them's definitely got to be settling in at work. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because when the I this is a mess. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> but when I say settling that work, I don't necessarily mean the workplace. I feel like more settling into adult life. Like when I look back now, hey. I left uni. I literally left life about a year ago today. Innit? That's crazy. Mm. Oh, yeah. And like, looking back at it, like life now is an interesting thing, innit? But I can look, <laughs> I can look at life now and be like, I know that it's. It's in a good place in some mm-hmm. way. Wait, like, wait, 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 how did you know that? How do you know the point when it was successful of you settling in? Um, basically, I got cooked in it. <laughs> like, I think it was at first I was on a vibe yeah, thing. You never like, get a break, man. Like, I was just there with it and I was just getting cooked. And then it took, when I went to Ghana and I came back and I was reflecting, I was like, this is a mess. We had the conversation after I yeah, had my yeah, accident. Yeah, yeah. We were talking for like five hours yeah. and just talking about kind of how I clocked. Like, yeah, like, this is not Garrett at all. <laughs> <laughs> What did you just what did you say? But like, yeah, no, like life was just muddy, like mm. in so many yeah. different ways. And it was like it was kind of when I realized that, then now a couple of months later, looking back and seeing how God has rearranged mm. it and whatnot, and I'm still definitely in some places not doing my part, but yeah. seeing it coming together, that's a massive achievement to me because 
I never thought, I just, I didn't really have any view of adult life. Like I'd spoken yeah. to some people, but it's like, now looking at, I can see, even like I was literally just having a conversation before we walked in, I was talking to somebody about like careers and stuff. And some of the conversations I've been having and seeing how stuff has been put in place that God has allowed me to have a perfect life, like foundation for the rest of my life. I remember my major prayer point when I was leaving uni was, God, just give me a soft landing space. And he didn't yeah. really give me a soft one, but he gave me a comfortable one in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's one of my biggest achievements. And then the next thing, I'm kind of torn between uh, when I went to Africa for the first time, I paid for my flight. And that was a massive achievement Bro. because I was... Yeah, you know, money. How much, was, how, much was, how much is this? 16, 17? No, it was, it was like six, seven bills. But Bro, 16, 17. That's what are you doing that? 16, 17, Yo, Were you trapping? Were you yeah. <laughs> and that was a massive achievement hey, just because... Yo. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't trapping, but some, not all hey, of the money... Can, the, the reason why, actually, no, I'm not going to talk about that one because it's a bit weird given the metrics. <laughs> <of stuff>. not <laughs> all of the, I wasn't a trapper wait, 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 or a full stop. Is this, this back when... Now in the backstar. Yeah, not all yeah, of the money was yeah, legit. Yeah, but <laughs> still though, like I wasn't a hardcore trapper. Don't attribute that to God. I'm not. I'm not. But it was a big achievement at the time. And I remember I was really proud because it's like to just be like to drop that and say, "Yeah, mommy, I got that for." No, nah, did you tell her where it came from? I was working as well, though. I was working as well. Nah, bro, bro, you're like, them, you're like them, hey, guys them, them football stadiums just covering them. Wait, you like acting like crime was the main source of my income. It was it? It was some. It's a, it's a, it's a good Okay, amount. then, okay, then, okay. I'll bet 700. I'll bet 700. I'll bet 700. Cool, cool, Yeah, what's the How much of that was God fueled money? Four to 500 pounds. Facts. So less than all. So some. It's got to be alive, and especially so we had the last. These lot had the last alive laugh procession, and I went back for it, oh, and yeah. um, it was. That was teary. DSQ cried more than me. Oh, Wait, you cried? Of course, bro. Yeah. You're going to cry. You're going to cry. You're going to cry. No, I can't lie. You're going to cry. Now, anyway, cried in like ten years or something, didn't it? Oh, why was crying? For we need to speak. We'll speak about that episode. But I think you cried in ten years. <laughs> I think um, for me it was a thing of like I remember I really wanted to leave uni and this is oh, the reason God you? asked me to stay oh. in uni innit? and I remember my prayer when God said to me because I had an interview for this company that till this day I still want to work for I applied for it the only time I got an interview with them was for the degree apprenticeship that I was going to leave uni for uh. some internship they said no grad job they said no some internship again they said no they rejected me for internships twice grad job the only time I got final interview was for the degree apprenticeship they wanted oh, they wanted your whole and I was prepping for the interview I remember God yeah. said to me prepare for your exams and the interview interview's coming up God said yeah now you're staying in uni I said, <laughs> I said God you know what? you asked me to stay here not make it work but if you're going to ask me to stay here make cook, it work yeah. well like cooking it and so then obviously DSQ had his dream about coming to Lapa and whatnot. um it was, oh, yeah, you um, were and it all yeah. came together. And so yeah. to look back, it's uh, it's all God for sure. But it's one of my biggest achievements because, like you said about the discipline and the stuff, it took a lot out of us. Mm. And even even again this year, doing it in London alongside work and all yeah. the other stuff, it took a lot out of me. And like even like for example, for my London lot, two of the people from London are going to be fellowship leaders next year. There's a prayer second there. Someone's doing treasury, and it's like. Women's fellowship as well. Women's fellowship leader in there as well. Okay. And obviously yeah, I'm equipping the saints. Male yeah? fellowship leader. Male fellowship leader in there as well. Um, and I'm not, it's not down to me or anything. It's all God, but it's like, to be a part of that in Sound itself is being right. an achievement. Right. And even like, going back and seeing life, but how, how the guys been cooking. Some There's a couple of things in there. Somebody came in there and they said, um, people were giving their testimonies. And somebody said that, obviously I learned about God, it helped me, I walk, but it completely transformed my character. I learned confidence, communication, 
I used to be an introvert. I could speak to people now. Somebody else said this was the first example I ever saw of God's love and a real family. Mm, and that one, that, that one brought me to tears. Bro, and so, um, cool. you are allowed to pray. <laughs> <laughs> I've done my tears already. I've done my tears already, but I'm um, so yeah, that was a mm. massive achievement for me. You know, a quick question. Sorry. Um, you see, like, obviously you guys kind of like, you started, you know, like, yeah. not even kind of, you did start in it. Do you feel like, um, and even kind of goes with your mentorship too as well. Um, do you kind of feel like, obviously time's going to go by, different lots of people are going to go through, but do you ever feel like, you need to check in, like, check to see the integrity is still the same as how you first said. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah. I, I had to go back to Loughborough a couple of times see what's going on there, man. I, <laughs> so I, know, I trust DSQ, I think, and I trust Pam, I think. I don't know, guys. Because <laughs> be, it's, it's hard, isn't it? Like, I'm, I'm just assuming because, like, I just assume it's hard. Like, it's not every day the, the perfect person to take yeah. over is going to come through the door. Do you know what I'm trying I to say? I think that we're kind of lucky Did in you? the sense that because God gave it to us and he's made it very clear how he wants us to handle it. Yeah. And so... And I feel like because there's such a clear identity with what it's supposed to be for and what it's about, picking people is kind of easy because you have to fit in with it in the first place. Yeah. And we make sure that, you know, there are people that we oh, know. Oh, like, did you, like, cultivate or, like, create kind of, like... Yeah. Yeah. Like, the people are taking over right now. Like, like, my, prayer point, like, my prayer point was, like, mm. whoever we give it down to, can I sleep at night? Mm. Like, I'm not having dreams, like, damn. What are you doing there, man? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Right. And I and uh, I have more confidence than ever. Like, I think they're so, gonna take it to a, a this is like full handing wow. it down to Tim if you kind of be. Yeah, bro. Pass down the baton to be fair. Yeah. But even like just your guy mentioned it before, like the last Ooh. bit of the sh- um the episode, isn't it? About subjectivity, in it. And like just as everyone was talking, I was like, cool. Especially when it came to the early parts of the episode, how you guys kind of mentioned of that metric scale of a non-believer, yeah. believer, in terms of they're all in the same class, in it. Mm. I feel like one key thing, yeah, that I kind of got from it, in terms of what was it? Oh, in terms of um, the subjectivity, yeah, that when I when I, when I was just casting my thoughts in it, so cool. The way I kind of see it, yeah, is that I kind of split into two brackets, in it, mm-hmm. and agree to disagree in it. But the way I kind of see it, yeah, is. When it comes to like a cre- well, someone that's out there to try and pursue, obviously going to heaven, which we labelled as like our most, you know, successful part. Well, what Naps was saying before, in it, I feel like that's originally the objective view of what we tend to see, and that's more so the long term view. But just from going through like everyone's individual responses, you can see the subjectivity out of it. Like, say for instance, NYA was talking about more so the discipline sense. Um, the N Square talking more so about alive about what they were able to do within that, and I feel like it kind of mirrors down in terms of like successful lives or successful things that God's got to do to us we have to understand of the personal aspect that comes yeah, from yeah, it. and I'm saying and then it kind of has a flip side of like when someone's just focusing on just the success of the world and I'm saying and I feel like that's like moving from a subjective to an objective like say for instance if you're just focusing on oh um, I need this job we think that our oh, society we need to go uni we need to go have this job we need to go do this things that's labelled on society we kind of lose sight of what our real success is claimed mm-hmm. based on God but I feel like Obviously, everyone could agree to disagree, but that's the way I kind of see subjectivity in that sense. Isn't it? Mm, I, I agree. And I think with um, with success, there is an objective success. Mm. And it's so interesting that we keep saying heaven, heaven, heaven. But if mm. we were to be real and like finish the rest of scripture, yeah. uh, we're just coming back here. We're coming back to a new heaven and a yeah, new earth. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? We'll be yeah. part of a new Jerusalem. That's what yeah. um, the end of Revelation um, talks about. What, but So that's like the objective success. Mm. And even then, like it's even hard me calling it success because it was all done by Christ. Do you know yeah, what I mean? The only thing that we... Like thing, someone yeah. said, the only thing we contributed to our salvation was the sin that it required. <laughs> Which is crazy. Say that again, bro. 
No. Okay, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking. The only you know, you know this guy went and dropped that to somebody who was evangelizing as well? Yeah. Their face was gross. I was busting up. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> no, but um, yeah, the only thing that we contributed to our salvation was the sin that it required. That's crazy, man. And uh, like, so that's so, your... So wait, not to go too deep in this. So you don't believe that we contributed our belief? Carry on, carry on, carry on, carry on. <laughs> Don't get me cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so like the objective success is that like we we have commitment, we have fellowship with God, we're in relationship with God, with God. But then I think there is a um subjective um success that's individual to each of us, and I guess we'll talk that about that in a in a um, something in the future about as to like the being of different parts and like having the in different individual responsibilities and like my favorite book is second um second timothy mm-hmm. and it's interesting because second timothy how um paul starts is he um in verse two he says to timothy this is like his charge to timothy imagine second timothy's um paul on his deathbed and these are almost like his final words to his protege and he's like this preach the word be prepared in season and out of season correct rebuke and encourage with great patience and careful instruction for the time so it's like with that, with that, yeah, it's like he gives him this charge as to like Timi- Timothy, when you go out there, preach the word. Elsewhere, he says, do the work of an, of, an, of an evangelist, which is so interesting because it's like, yeah, we all have this objective success, which is like to be most satisfied when God is glorified. Like our, our ultimate success comes from him. Do you get what I mean? But it's subjective in a sense where it's like how you live that out. It's different to how I live that out because we've been almost endowed with different skills and abilities. So like, so, so success is, you're right. Like it has this objective part, but it's got this subjective part as well, where it's individual to each person and how we live that success out. is different because we've been made differently. Nah, facts. Just very, very quickly. We can't talk about this because we need to, we need to, hey, but I feel like that's very, very important because I feel like, Christian success, I feel like it really funneled into one thing. I feel like a lot of people attach Christian success to ministry. Yeah. Ministry and doing something very... I feel like slowly by slowly, people are starting to... Um, is it Christian, content, uh, Christian success linked to content, content. as well. Yeah. yeah. I mean, to be... Go there. To be doing something... To be doing something... Visible. Yeah. 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 I mean, so like you if you don't have a that. platform, you're not successful, bro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just I mean, quickly, by the way, can we agree that... Can we agree that um, Christian, whatever, it's not... It's, it's worship, isn't it? Like, now you're saying people think it's ministry or like yeah it's worship yeah you're right but this is the thing that we need to realize um there's a scripture this is what i wanted to end on actually but unless the lord builds the house they labor in vain who build it unless the lord guards the city the watchman stays awake in vain the thing about a house that's interesting is yes the finished house is a point of success but it says unless the lord builds the house the building and the process of it is also where the success is found and that's why even the to if you were to turn up to the building and not build anything you're not successful if you got called into ministry and you flopped in ministry, you're not successful. And this is the thing that why you said that Christian success is worship mm-hmm. is what we need to remember. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't always have to be visible. In the same way when Jesus spoke about praying in a quiet place, it's yeah. God who gives you approval and shows you as approved. Because mm-hmm. if you look at Noah, Noah's very interesting because the whole world would have called Noah a failure. Uh, yeah. 100%. That's so good. They were calling him failure the whole time. But he was the only one who was successful. Yeah. Yeah. And if Noah allowed his metric of success to be what people said, even other quote unquote believers yeah, yeah, yeah. facts he would have been a failure facts 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 oh my days I've got an example sorry Please. We'll let the guests finish the episode. (laughs) Sorry, um, so I remember on my first mission trip, this was about two years ago. You go on mission trips? (laughs) (laughs) You go on mission trips? Nah, I can't lie, you know, nah, because I love like, the the, the, the mission stuff sounds, God, like, let's just say, let's just say, let's just say. 
We'll talk about it. But um, it happened in um, 2021 now, and I think this is when it completely changed my view of what success is. I met a woman out there. Her um, f- her name's irrelevant, and she basically used to live in the UK. She graduated through law school, X, Y, and Z, and then it's like she had a very successful um, like a very quote unquote successful yeah, career, yeah. and then she ended up like feeling that a godly impression to go out to Tenerife and become a missionary there which is crazy because she dropped everything. She left her family and she went out there and she like rented this small little one bed flat. And for time, she was just serving the people, like some of the um, the women who worked in the strip clubs, the people who worked in the bars, X, Y, and Z. Mm. And for like years and years, she just kept doing that. And like looking, looking like objectively, it's like you left all of what you worked for and what was considered, like she had a well-paying job, X, Y, and mm. Z. And you left all of that and you went to do this. Like you've gone back in life. Yeah. But then to me, it was so interesting that like, she looked so fulfilled doing that. And yeah. she like, this was a woman who was walking in God's calling over yeah. her life. And uh, for me, I think that's what changed my um, metric of success. Yeah. It was ultimately doing what God would have her do. 100%, yeah. And yeah, that's a life, that's true and proper worship, a whole life. J- just yeah. quickly, did you go, did you go <laughs> Tenerife for the missionary thing? Yeah. That's twofold, isn't it? That's not that twofold. <laughs> <laughs> that's twofold. I can't lie, that's too many phrase. Yeah, I can't lie. That's how that's twofold, twofold still. Yeah. That's twofold still. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, hey. I think it's interesting because there's a lot we didn't cover, and one day we will we will run this back. But I think the essence of this episode was captured in the very fact that it was clear what success is. Yeah, and that success yeah. has to be measured by God. Yeah, 100%. and that right. something that we didn't. We, we touched on it right in the middle of the episode, which is a weird thing to touch on such an important part of that. The way to seek success mm. is by understanding what God is asking of you. You spoke yeah. about it with that woman. It comes from reading the word. It comes from praying. It comes from counsel. Yeah, um, you know, but somebody said something so profound in fellowship that God is above every counsel. And when it comes to the bounds of your success, it is God's word and will that always has to go first. Yeah. Mm. And um, yeah, hope you enjoyed this. Not anyone. Keep it twofold, innit? Keep it twofold. We out. Keep on the brain. Circle. Circle.